What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. All right, good people. We're back at it again. Thank you for everybody for taking the time to listen to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Just like always, I have my main man sitting across from me in the studios, the mad scientist himself, Dave. What's going on, Dave? What's up, Mike? Hi, guys. Glad to be back. Ain't too much going on with me right now. I have a headache, but it's only from lack of sleep. And, you know, last night I really couldn't go to sleep. I didn't sleep too good, but had a lot on my mind. And it's just one of those sleepless nights for me that took place. Mm, Those are tough. Yeah, it is. But I know, like, normally when I tell somebody I have a headache, I don't really go into the story of why I have a headache. But normally because, you know, everybody drink water, drink water. That's all I've been drinking all day. (laughs) (laughs) Pounding that water, you know. Um. One thing I am fortunate about is the matches that are coming up, and the matches are slowly opening. So I'm glad to see a lot of ranges are taking precautions to keep the sport activity going. And from what I've seen at that charity event we did a couple weeks ago, something like that is just enough to get people out of the house, get them active, and starting to feel like they're a part of something again. I am looking forward to it as well. It sounds like May is going to start up again, um, kind of maybe with some smaller squads at some matches or something like that. But we're going to start having some matches again. I'm looking at one every weekend in May um, in the area. Yeah, I know that um, I ended up getting an email and it stated, I forgot what club it was. But I got the email that stated that they're only going to hold spots for an X amount of uh, participants with like 10 people per squad. But you got to practice the social distancing and all that, which Mm -hmm. is pretty much what takes place at a regular match anyway, because you never really see a whole squad like on top of each other. You probably see one or two people kind of close talking. But what's that really talking about your stage plan and your plans? Yeah, we don't have any physical contact, um, you know, when when we're out there shooting. Right. It's not like, I don't know, basketball or football or something. So, yeah. so But um, I am proud to see that people in the shooting sports are coming up with different ideas to make it, you know, within the parameters of what's being said as far as the current condition to still make this possible. Sure. I am too. And um, I've, I've talked with, with a buddy at, at sharpshooters and we're going to try to have the CSRA shooters match at the end of May, um, right before the South Carolina state championship. And um, let's see, before that uh, Pine Tucky gun club is planning their USPSA match. And they're talking about, you know, precautions and things they're going to take with, um, antiseptic wa- or antibiotic wipes. Um, not antibiotic. What am I thinking of? 
I don't know. <laughs> Clark's wipes, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hand sanitizer, maybe limit uh, contact with the timer, maybe one person, you know, per squad with the tablet, stuff like that. Just trying to uh, take take a few precautions, but still, you know, get the matches going again. Yeah. Um, what I would like to see, but this is going to be hard because it's hard to get some people to come out to help set up a match. So it would be even harder just to get people to come out and possibly just run the timer and the tab, you know, the tablet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have a designated RO. Um, When I first started doing the matches here in the South Carolina area, it was Pine Tucky, whereas it was two squads that had, people that just ran the timer and um, tablet when I first started going out there. It was probably like the first two or three times that took place. And I was like, man, that's awesome that they're doing that. But I didn't know it was just the friends of somebody who was in town visiting and they got bored or something like that. So I really thought that would be a good idea too. And, And it might be for, you know, our unique situation right now, but I just thought kind of in general, right. When I first started uh, the outdoor matches at Sharpshooters, I thought it would be a good idea if I could designate an RO per squad. Mm -hmm. I would let them shoot for free if they would be responsible for running the timer. Um, And I think it worked out well for the ROs. But what what I noticed was the squads... Uh, knew that they were designated ROs, so they kind of slacked off on helping reset stages um, because that, you know, they felt like these guys were getting to, they were getting to shoot for free, even though they were working. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the mentality was behind it. I thought it was a good idea. It would, it would, you know, have des- designated ROs, let them shoot for free, give them a little benefit for helping out with the match. But the rest of the squad kind of slacked off and there was it was too much put on the, you know, quote unquote, designated ROs at that point. So I quit doing it. Yeah, I mean, I can see it both ways. Um, That way, of course, you get people. Well, you're getting it. You're pretty much getting paid to shoot. So that's your job. That ain't my job. But that person should have had the audacity to stand up and been like, look, I need pasters out here. Let's get it going. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I didn't even, I don't know. I didn't consider that happening. Um, yeah. when I, when I had that idea and tried to try to do that, but now I know Miss Linda stated that she was playing with different ideas. Like the last time we spoke and that was at the charity event. And she says she doesn't know how she's going to do it, but the one way she was leaning was doing, um, half day format. And, you know, I told her, if you do a half-day format, I will volunteer to shoot in the morning and I'll run a tablet in the daytime, you know. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Half days, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be bad. Yeah, so. But, like I said, um, I'm, I'm just glad to see people are actually putting ideas together, but I'm not sure. certain if the match directors are cross-talking. Hey, what are you doing? How are y'all doing this? Did you think about this? You know what I'm saying? Um, well, we have been locally, um, Linda and I at Mid-Carolina um, and, and the group at Pine Tucky, 
um, and and me at CSRA Shooters, we've been kind of, you know, talking a little bit back and forth, trying to get bouncing ideas off of each other. I mean, that, that's that's a good thing, you know, um, that that is taking place. But at the same time, I'm hoping like the solution is enough to get the wheels rolling so we can, you know, saying get back into the sport in full swing. We're going to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is, we're gonna figure it out. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But one thing we will figure out is who's gonna win this competition between Lucky and myself <laughs> going into the toys for tots. Because right now, um, I know we got the bet going on for the state match. I think it is. Okay. And the state match. Um, I think that was the dinner one we bet on. So whoever wins, the other person, the loser, has to buy dinner for the winner. Ah, uh, nice. Um, restaurant of their choice, you know, within reason. Um, but I, I didn't get the slot for the nationals spot yet. So if he does the nationals, I'm pretty sure we're going to make another bet for that as well. Once again, leading up to Toys for Tots. But then all the local matches was pretty much just bragging rights between us and we okay. playing right. around with the idea getting a like a big cowboy hat putting on there like um the mw tactical logo on one side and <laughs> lucky shot firearms on the other side <laughs> and then put on there um i lost the last match or something like that oh, like, the loser gets the prize <laughs> this time yeah, yeah. you know we, we was talking <laughs> about doing something silly like that but you know everything we was throwing back and forth he was like i like it and everything he said i was like i like it but um but we haven't really talked about it in a few weeks and he's been like putting in some serious work you know, far as at his job. Yeah. So our times of talking, it's just been messages back and forth. Like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? just want to make sure you're good and everything. But, um, hopefully I'm gonna give him a call tomorrow or maybe Saturday so we can actually sit down and plug out everything, what we want to do for this, um, toys for tots event. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to be involved with it. Um, however I can, you know, at, at a club level. I, I, t I mentioned it to Linda. She's aware of it. We just haven't really talked and got any details down. But hey, that's it, right? It's there. it's an it's a fun event, a great cause, and um, I'm glad, you know, to have the opportunity to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, when I, last I talked to him, he did tell me he started back doing dry fire. So I was like, oh, okay. Why did he stop? It. I didn't know he stopped. But well, you remember, like I told you, his job picked up for him. Oh, okay, okay. Um, like out there where he works at, however it went, um, I guess so many people had to be put to the side and however their work schedule is, I, which I don't know. But I just know he said his workload doubled. Mm, okay. <laughs> you know, so, And that's reason enough. You get off of work, go to sleep, wake up, and you got to go back to work. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But then you got a family you got to take care of as well and your chores around the house, whatever it is. You it can be tough. Yeah. So. It's um, it's understandable. Yeah, but I ain't showing no mercy on the um, no. match though. No, <laughs> that's life. He's got everybody's got to live it. <laughs> yep. So, as of right now, the only confirmed matches that I heard was taking place off of email traffic that I received is in Belton, which is Belton, South Carolina, 
and they're limiting their um, squads to the 10 people per squad, you know, so it's like 60 people in total. But that's the same weekend as Battle at the Beach. But um, the South Carolina State match was up in the air for a minute. So it's a matter of, okay, how are we going to play this? How are we going to do crowd control? How are we going to do the social distancing? Mm. And the logistical efforts for a state match right now, oh, my goodness, I know that has to be a headache. Oh, I'm sure. So that's that's the last weekend in May, correct? Uh, May 29th, 30th, and 31st? Yeah, I think it's 28, 29, 30th, or well, whatever it is, it's that last weekend of the month. Yeah, yeah, okay. And the, the Belton match is on Sunday, is that correct? Uh, I think that one's on the Saturday also. Okay, so that will be – I thought they did their matches on Sundays. Well, it's always the fifth – Saturday or fifth Sunday. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saturday or Sunday. Okay. So that'll be the thirtieth. Right. And then the weekend before that, Saturday before that, May twenty third will be our match at uh CSR Shooters match at Sharpshooters in Augusta, Georgia. Right. Weekend before that, May uh sixteenth, Pine Tucky is planning a USPSA match. It's in Blythe, Georgia. And um, Linda's planning the Mid-Carolina match the weekend before that, May 9th, correct? Correct. Okay. And then this weekend, it's kind of up in the air because probably, you know, North Carolina, Tennessee, maybe Georgia and Florida. I'm not certain. I didn't really look out that far, you know. So this is going to be weekend of training and then the matches, four matches in a row. Correct. That's what I'm playing. <laughs> Correct. Now, Sand Hill is in the mix also, and Sand Hill is normally the third Sunday of the month. It's always the Sunday after Mid-Carolina, pretty much what it always comes down to. Okay, and so that's um, May, May 17th will be Sand Hill's USPSA. Correct. But now I haven't got word about them if they're doing anything yet or not because um ever since the COVID thing my communication with people kind of slowed down just to wait to hear okay everything is opening up okay now what we're going to do you see what I'm saying yeah it's it's tough to say man stuff's still changing daily but um it's it's looking up it's looking like we're going to try to get some matches going again yep so I'm all for that um but now, since we're waiting for these matches to come up, I am encouraging everybody to head on over to Instagram and follow me on Instagram by looking up at Munitions Weapons Tactical or just put in M-W Tactical and you'll see the logo and the name come up or just put Woodland in the search and it'll come up as well. Also, look up at CSRA Shooters and give them a follow because that's the mad scientist is handling that. You know, that's Dave's page over there yeah check it out this weekend um there's going to be a video i'm going to post on instagram uh good or bad i don't know which one it's going to be yet but um jj rakaza uh if you're familiar with him he's a, a world champion a national champion uh uspsa shooter and ipsic shooter but he's been posting these drills uh on his instagram page and i've been doing my best to, to beat his times on the drills. And he just posted another one that I'm going to work on this weekend. 
and uh, I'm going to post a video of my time, which is going to be faster than his. So that'll be on there. That'll be on the CSRE Shooters uh, Instagram this weekend. Hey, that's what it is right there. <laughs> so please go follow um, CSRE Shooters, and let's get this rivalry going between JJ and Dave. Um, <laughs> I want to see that in person. Though. <laughs> hey, I um, actually, I talked or I messaged him last night. I uh -huh. heard I heard rumor that he's moving to the southeast. He's out in Las Vegas right now. Correct. And I messaged him, and he said, yes, that is correct. He's hoping to be here in Florida, in the Tampa area, in the next month or two. Yeah, that's what so, I was going to say. If he was going to move here, it would probably be down in Florida. So he's going to be in the Area 6 uh, um, you know, zone. So that's just going to mean we get to compete with him more. So I'm looking forward to that. I like J.J. Yeah, I like him too. He's a pretty funny guy. Um, also, now head on over to M-W Tactical and click on the store tab and look at the new shirts that we have up as well. So get a shirt or two, birthday presents, Christmas coming up. Um, got hoodies on there as well. So um, help us out so we can help other people out and keep the mission, you know, that snowball effect. Everybody helps everybody out. Yep. So um, another topic we was talking about before we hit the record button on the show is um, getting Kita Bussy to come out to the area and give a class. Yeah, we did a, um, you know, the last podcast we did was kind of a review of the class that I took with her and getting a little more detail about my experience with the class. And it was a fantastic class. Um, anyone can benefit from, from her, from her instruction. Uh, we have an opportunity to get her in our area um, here in around June, I think. We're, we're looking at beginning of June, maybe. Correct. Yeah, so from our conversation, the way she's talking is she's going to be here, but we just got to get people in the class. So we just need at least four people to get the ball rolling. And what she's talking about doing is doing – her basic class, which is, I guess, your intro class or your prerequisite before you do any other classes that she teach, whereas that's um, Saturday and Sunday. We're planning on doing it on a Saturday and Sunday, and then possibly that Monday doing an advanced class. Yeah, that it's just a one-day uh, class or one-day um, class for the advanced class, and she does require that you take the the basic class before that. But you can, you know, immediately take the advanced class afterwards. So if you wanted to do three days of training with her, with two days on the basic class and one day with the advanced class, you could. And she's offering a discount also if you do register for both classes. Yeah. So um, be looking for that to hit the Facebook page here shortly, whereas we work out the details and the pricing and everything. And we're going to bring it to the area so we can get some movement coaching going on because you know i think i got this this whole you know squatting and moving you know i call it crouching tiger hitting dragon you know so even though i didn't use the treadmill to figure it out i figured it out when i was doing an oil change <laughs> what <laughs> that sounds even crazier than a treadmill <laughs> hey man, like i said it literally it goes like this around the house when i'm working on something i incorporate it in everything i do so, of course, moving and shooting. Now that movement is like one of the biggest things I want to try to, you know, take over as far as um, in shooting. 
yeah. my shooting. I walk from the bathroom to the stairs. As soon as I hit the corner, I automatically start kneeling. Try to get as low as I can without it hurting. <laughs> right? You get down the stairs. Once I round the corner, I head to the kitchen. I go back to kneeling again. All right. But now you got to remember when I was first doing it, I wasn't doing it correct. But at the same time, when I was doing it, it was putting pressure on my knees. Right. Like right above my knees. So I was like, okay, I'm not doing something right here because everybody else looks a little bit more comfortable than I'm feeling right now. <laughs> and I was literally doing an oil change and Coach B was working on something in the kitchen on her computer. And I was like, well, I'm going to go out here and change the oil right quick, and then we can work on whatever it is we was going to work on. And when I went from one side of the truck to the other side of the truck, I literally picked up the cardboard that I was laying on, pinched my hands together like I was holding a, a firearm in front of me, and walked around the truck. And I was like, hey, that was it. So I walked in the house, and I said, yo, I think I figured this out. And she was like, what? And then I showed it to her. And then carrying the first this thing, cardboard. Yeah, carrying a cardboard. So she turned around and she was like, yeah, that's how Dave looked when he does it. So I was like, that's it. I'm, I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, so, I guess it might be a sickness that we have where we, uh, every part of our life is trying to, <laughs> thinking about shooting, coming around a corner. And <laughs> so, and then um, the best part about it is um, last weekend, we went out to the taco commander's house and we was running, you know, various drills, just, you know, little stages, just working on stuff. And a few of his stages, I didn't have to do it, but I did it anyway. I was like, I'm just going to practice it right now. And shots that were over um, 20 feet, I was doing crouching tiger, hidden dragon. And everybody was saying like how tight the groups were because of that, how low I got. Yeah. And it, it felt comfortable too. It didn't no pressure on my knees or anything. So once I got finished, I went ahead, ran to the next um, position, knocked down a steal. That was the end of the stage. Very nice. I've I've done some things similar to that, and I've just tried to figure out my, my distance, um, like the max distance that I can shoot on a move, you know, fairly accurately, confidently. Right. And um, I can go out to about 20, 20 yards. Um, anywhere past that, I, I need to stand still. I don't have any business trying to <laughs> needing to sh or trying to shoot past twenty yards on the move. And let you know, maybe a wide open target, mm -hmm. I might can get away with it, moving pretty slow. But if there's any sort of uh, you know, hard cover or partial targets or anything like that, I, that's that's about my limit. Yeah, I got you on that. And that's one thing I like about shooting, especially when you're shooting with other people you can really push the envelope to see where you're at with it. So for instance, you know, going out to shoot with you and you broke it down to me one day that one day we was up there at um, Augusta when we was practicing about, you know, moving slow into it and then accelerating out versus coming into it, stopping and then trying to explode out, you know? So it was like way more energy exerted on the explosion versus creeping into it and then flowing out of it. And um and Wally does the same thing. Like if you ever train with Wally, he looks for little areas that can save some time off, you know, far as you're shooting. But then again, Wally's the same guy that will take the further shot and be accurate with it versus your average person of shooting will try to get closer and be stationary. You know? Yeah, it's just um 
it helps you get through a stage quicker. You know, most stages you have a starting point and an end point. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a field course, you, you're going to start at one position in that field course and then you're going to end on the last target, wherever that may be. So if you can do something to kind of try to at least keep momentum, your body momentum going toward that finish finish point, your last target that you're going for, even if you're not actually stepping, walking on the move, if it's a difficult shot, you know, you can still maybe keep your upper body in, in movement while you're making that shot, leaning, you know, leaning in that direction. And, it, you know, it'll help you pick up your, your speed a little bit quicker once you're, you know, you start moving again. Just continual, you know, momentum and movement. That's what it is. So, like I said, um, now I'm not going to be that guy in a match. Well, look, I'm going to show you what I can do. Let me show you my crouching tiger, hidden dragon. <laughs> uh, I'm only going to use it when it's necessary. I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. I try not to ever stop. Uh, I try to shoot every stage without stopping, but. Right. You know, sometimes you have to tough shots or weird positions or something, but yeah, I got you on that. Yep. So what's on your agenda for this week outside of practicing? Uh, well, I just finished reviewing some video from my last practice that I was pretty disappointed in. <laughs> I'm looking, oh, wow. I'm, I am also working on movement. You know, as you know, we, you, you've listened to the, previous podcast but that's been my goal for this year is uh to focus on my movement and um i'm trying to send videos to kita you know periodically for her review and you know give me some input and i don't even want to send these to her i because i've i'm i know enough now what i'm looking for that that my my steps are still too big um leaving positions i don't like it it's um it's putting me off balance. It's just I still I still have more work to do. Um, so this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, that's what I'm I'm gonna be doing. Gotcha. I got you. Well, like I said, I'm probably just gonna be doing draw fire and probably hit a range and you know working on some distance shots, preparing for the national spot. because um, everybody's been telling me practice shooting longer shots because it's like a regular match, but the targets are further out. Yeah, there'll be more difficult shots. Um, Mike um, stretched some poppers out to thirty-five yards, I think, last year. So that many, many poppers too. So that was interesting. <laughs> Once again, I want to go ahead and ask everybody to please go to Instagram and follow at CSRA Shooters and give the mad scientists a follow on what's taking place down there in the Augusta area, and. Look at his movement techniques. So maybe we can laugh at some of his videos since he's trying to get me to fall on a treadmill. <laughs> right. um, I try not to post the ones that, that I laugh at anyway. Maybe I should post these. I don't know. It might motivate yeah. me more. Yeah, I, I post everything. If, if I fail, I post it. If I fail, if I succeed, it doesn't matter to me. So, But um, at the same time, please go give me a follow at Munitions Weapons Tactical. And trust me, it will be very appreciative if you do so. So please go give us a follow, show us a little bit of love, and we really do appreciate it. You got any last words before we go to this commercial break, Dave? I am excited to say that we will see you on the range soon. Yes, and that's another thing I'm very happy about. So um, everybody, please stay safe out there. Follow the limits within the guidelines. Don't do anything silly, but at the same time, make sure you keep practicing and have fun.
All right, so here are a few words from our sponsors. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially with concealed carry. The Gun Cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The Gun Cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another. And you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. I'm Jason Pratt, Masterclass USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.brassmonkeybulletsllc.com or call me at 423-967-1063. For more information, my email is brassmonkeybulletsllc at gmail.com. Thank you.
Now we're going to go ahead and jump into a little bit of word on the 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 Thank you for listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. I am Coach B. It looks like the shooting sport is slowly opening back up and it sure felt good to get back out there and shoot a stage. Remember that we are still under the advisory of COVID-19 and it is recommended that everyone follow necessary precautions and does not get offended when someone chooses not to shake your hand or stand close to you. In this area, we are seeing regularly scheduled matches open up with some precautions as to what the match director deems accordingly to have a safe and healthy match for us to shoot. Some clubs are limiting the participation to a select number of people, so please keep that in consideration when signing up for matches as well. The matches as of right now that we are tracking to take place are as follows. Mid-Carolina Rifle Club will be having a match on 9 May. Please email me at info at m-wtactical.com and in the subject line put MCRC and I will email you the information pertaining to this match. Registration is open on practice score and sign up by doing a search for MCRC. Sandhill Shooting Sports will be having a match on 17 May. They have some safety parameters in place and it will be briefed prior to the match so everyone is informed on the standards they have in place. Registration is open on practice score and sign up by doing a search for SSS. Pine Tucky and Spartanburg are still working the matters they deem to be important for everyone to be safe and when we get the word on their procedures, we will inform everyone. CSRA is also working on how they will facilitate matters of safety, but as of right now, they are hosting a match on 23 May in Augusta, Georgia, a week before Battle at the Beach. Battle at the Beach is taking place on 28-30 May in Tabor City, North Carolina. For those who have signed up for this Level 2 action-packed match, get your gear ready and blow the dust off those magazines and get ready to tame the shark. I am asking everyone to find Michael Woodland and take a picture with him since he will be working this event. Please email the match director, Mike Fritz, for more information at lowcountryuspsa at gmail.com for more information. A few weeks ago, you heard Michael and Dave talk about new shooters in the gun community due to the current pandemic. If you know of someone who is new to firearms, pass the word to contact us at m-wtactical so they can receive free training. Yes, you heard me correctly, free. Michael believes that if you are new to firearms that you should not be charged for getting clarity on safety at the introductory level. He says that is his way of saying thank you for being part of the 2A community. Contact me at info at m-wtactical.com and in the subject bar put the words free training and we will get you scheduled for the free training. The Steve Anderson class on May 7th and 8th still have two spots open for anyone wanting to take this class. 
Steve is also going to give coaching to the students of the class at the scheduled USPSA match on 9 May. Wait, there is more. Steve Anderson is also going to be giving his mental management class 10 May. If you are interested in the mental management class offered by Steve Anderson, the class will cost $200 for anyone who wishes to attend. Email me at info at m-wtactical.com for more information or to register for the class and put in the subject bar, Mental Management. Please check out the apparel that is offered at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store. There are some new shirts that are up now, and if you notice, you will see the Coach B shirt. Be on the lookout for more Coach B apparel to be coming soon. Please purchase a shirt or two and know that your purchase is going to help those who are in need. Visit www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store. For those who would like for your information of your shooting event to be featured on the M-W Tactical podcast, Send me an email at info at m-wtactical.com and in the subject line, put word on the streets so we can inform those who listen to our show. There is no charge for the bulletin to let others know what is going on in the shooting community. Please be safe out there. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. 
you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. I'm Jason Pratt, Masterclass USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.brassmonkeybulletsllc.com or call me at 423-967-1063. For more information, my email is brassmonkeybulletsllc at gmail.com. Thank you. All right, good people, we're back with another interview for the M-W Tactical Podcast. This time, I have a dear friend of mine. I can honestly say, if I had a big brother, this is the guy I would want to be my big brother. But (laughs) since I am a big brother, he is going to be my adopted big brother. There it is, there it is. Yeah, so right now, I want to introduce everybody to my dear friend, my adopted big brother, Argo J. What's going on, Argo? What's going on, Big Mike? What's going on, man? Glad to uh, be here, man. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, no problem, man. Like I said, um, I've been wanting to get you on the show for a while. And every time I wanted to get you on to the show, I had to put somebody else on because the way their schedule right reflected everything. So Right, right, right. No worries. Just bump me around. I don't I I'm I'm flexible like that, bro. I don't even care. Yeah, man. But you know how we we go back. So Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, can you tell the people who are not familiar with you who is Argo J? I'm triple A to the R to the G. Oh no. (laughs) 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 I go by Argo J, y'all. Oh, that's three A's, A A A R G O J. Um J Y. But um yeah, man, I'm just I'm just a, a a black dude with guns, man. That's it. That's it. So <laughs> to let everybody know, um, Argo J doesn't do any competition shooting whatsoever. He has a vast knowledge with firearms, but he is a social media um, influence to the highest degree because he actually builds guns for companies and, and whatever you do with them, I'm not really certain because sometimes you'll do a build and one time I think you gave it away or did you auction it off or something? I gave one away so far. Yeah. I've given one away and we were talking about auctioning some off too, but, uh, but yeah, no, man, I've been, uh, I've been building guns since I found out what guns were (laughs) and, uh, you know, never went to school for it or nothing like that. Let me be, let me be specific. Uh, I don't build any type of guns. I love the grown man's Lego set, which is the AR 15. So I, um, uh, have, flourished in that platform um so that's the platform that i choose to i've, I've built ak's before and i've built uh, some precision rifles before but my 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 bread and butter is the uh, ar all right so now between what are your three ups or three pluses with the ar-15 and three pluses with the ak oh i don't like that AK man. Um, okay, so the pl- let's start with the AK. So the pluses with the AK caliber, uh, piston. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, 
and it's just an overall tank. They're hard to destroy. They're hard to defeat. I mean, if you get a well-made AK, but I mean, even if you look at it, I mean, well, you know, because you were in, uh, you know, guys have had AKs that were 20, 30 years old, full of sand, full of rust, and still popping people off, uh, you know, so they're quite effective tool. Um, now, having said that, I think they're pieces of sh- crap. Uh, so, so I don't know if we can cuss on here or not, but I, I, I'm just not a fan of the AK, man. I'm just not. Um, cool gun, I guess, you know, but it's eh, whatever for me. Uh, but me and the AR, we're like besties. Uh, so three, three, three pros for the AR is the uh, modularity of it. You know, the fact that you can interchange and swap parts and do what you want to with it. Uh, the weight of it uh, versus an AK. Now, if you get a fully, you know, kitted out AR, of course, it's going to be rather heavy, but just the bare bones, like competition rifle uh, versus, you know, an AK of the same uh, stature, it's going to farly, you know, weigh less than, you know, than the AK. Um, and it's just a fun ass gun all the way around, man. Like, it's just fun to shoot, fun to use. Uh, it's effective. Uh, the round is not large enough to cause problems for people, you know, uh, some people who are recoil sensitive when it comes to rifles and can't shoot larger calibers, but it's still effective enough to be a great self-defense tool as well as a sporting rifle. So, you know, it's all, it serves multiple purposes. So. Yeah. So I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not a fan of the AK whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And part of that reason is that the reason I have tinnitus is because of the AK. Right, <laughs> so, right. Um, that's just one stint of it. The other part of it that I do appreciate about the AK is the fact like you can dump it in mud, like a mm-hmm. full bucket of mud, pull it out, and it will still continue to rock. Those things just go. Yeah, this is that's an awesome built um firearm. But at the same time, I have to lean more to the AR-15 because like you it is so much you can do with it that it's just an awesome weapon overall. Absolutely. I'm so glad this is audio only and they can't see me drinking my Capri Sun right now. <laughs> hey man, do, do you, do you. <laughs> All right. So um, now you recently did a build for a company or was that build for yourself? The Oscar uh, Bravo. Uh, the Bravo Oscar. Uh, the yeah. Bravo Oscar is, um, well, okay, so the Bravo Oscar is a collaboration build. Um, it's built by American Defense Manufacturing based on the parts and specs that I gave it for that particular rifle. Um, I chose American Defense Manufacturing because they already have one of the best ambidextrous uh, platforms out there. Okay, so, and, and when I was building guns and for my own, on my own and all kind of other stuff, I would always try to make guns that weren't ambi, ambi. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, why invent the wheel if it's already done and it's done right? You know, um, the thing I like about American Defense Manufacturing is they offer a true ambidextrous gun, meaning that there's mag release on both sides and there's a bolt catch and release on both sides. Now, a lot of guns have a bolt catch and release, but what happens is, and I don't want to crap on anybody else's gun or anybody else's you know, uh, design, it's just not something that I like that when you activate the, the right side bolt, you can see my mom sneaking by in the background, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, when, you see, when you see the right side uh, bolt release 
for a lot of ambi setups it has to actuate it has to actuate the mag release as well in order mm -hmm. to activate that release so that means you have to drop your mag and i didn't like that okay i didn't like the fact that you have to drop your mag to activate the bolt release now it seems kind of counterintuitive like well you probably empty anyway if you're using the bolt release but maybe not maybe you're trying to clear a malfunction maybe you're doing something but i just don't like having to drop the mag or maybe i'm just trying to lock my bolt to the rear you know what i mean or any of that and to, in order to use it you have to drop your mag and i don't want to do that i just didn't like it um some people just you know find any kind of flaw to, to say well it's it's this and it's that but I get it and that's fine, but I didn't like it. So I wanted one that had a totally separate release, separate uh, uh, catch. So it's a release and a catch depending on which way you toggle the switch. And uh, look at you, uh, baller over there. And uh, uh, that's why I went with American Defense Manufacturing. Plus they're local to my home state of Wisconsin. So, you know, a lot of things I do, I try to keep the money in my state. Uh, and I try to support local businesses and manufacturers here in my state because, you know, it's just you got to put the money close to home. That's what I think. So they I wrote a documentary, which you know about uh, and the people don't know about. It's called Black Ops, the documentary. And that's where I got the name Bravo Oscar or the B.O. for Black Ops, which is the military phonetic, you know, um, not spelling, but the uh, abbreviation for Bravo Oscar. And American Defense Manufacturing decided to partner up with me and build these rifles and then they're going they are not going to they're donating all of the profits from the rifles to the documentary so nice. yeah so they you know they'll recover whatever their cost is and then instead of gaining a profit the profits are coming to me not directly to me but they're going to the documentary so right to help fund the documentary hey that's awesome right there yeah. so now the best part about that is when i first met argo he was working on this documentary so if you were to watch whatever he put together right now you won't see me in the video talking but you'll see me in the video standing right <laughs> or see me walking by or something like that because right about that time frame i want to say that was when i first met you or it could have been the second time when you started or so. something like that right i think that was an nra or yeah, it was, it was security NRA. guard or I think it was NRA to be honest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say it was NRA. But um you wanna go a little bit more into depth about what the movie's about or the Absolute, documentary? Absolutely, man. Uh Black Ops stands for it's an acronym, Ops the acronym. It stands for Black Opinion and Popular Society. And that is who we are as black Americans and uh how we how we are thought of when it comes to firearms. Uh there tends to always be a negative stigma or negative connotation uh, that is associated with black men specifically, but black people when it comes to firearms. And it was my goal and my job, I thought, uh, and my duty to highlight the fact that that is not true. You know, that we're not all criminals or gangbangers or thugs or drug dealers, murderers, whatever, what have you, uh, when it comes to firearms. I mean, you're a veteran, you're an entrepreneur, you're a competitive shooter. Uh, I'm an educator, I'm a father, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I got my own business too, you know what I mean? Uh, degrees, like, we, you know, we're degreed individuals, you know, we got my buddy Noir who inspired me, who's younger than me, but, you know, whatever. Um, and I'm, you know, he's a lawyer, you know, we got guys like KD who, you know, is former law enforcement, you know, we got a lot of different people who just run the whole gamut of, of, of uh, careers, but that are you know, legitimate citizens and legitimate firearms owners 
And we just need to highlight that. And these are just the men, not even including the women or the uh, the other ethnicities that, you know, could be covered and could be talked about in it. So the movie is just to shed some light on the plight of black Americans uh, and firearms. That's it right there. So I'm actually looking forward for this to come out. And I think it's going to be something that's going to be eye catching and eye opening for a lot of people, especially a lot of people who know nothing about the 2A community. Absolutely. You know, when you think 2A, you think old white guy, you know, this, that, and the other. And uh, you're right. (laughs) But that's not, but that's not an accurate depiction of what gun ownership in America really looks like. And that's why we're trying to, to change it and try to shine light. And, and, and as you, as time progresses, more and more people are coming out and uh, we're seeing visually um, more and more black Americans that are in, involved in firearms and whatnot. But for the most part, we, we hadn't seen it. You know, but when I first started, especially on YouTube um, and in, on social media, there was only Coleon Noir and myself, you know, and there was, I mean, we got the, the, the godfather, Ken Blanchard, but uh, shamefully, not a lot of people supported Ken. You know what I mean? And Ken was the, the man who, one of the, two men inspired me, Noir and Ken Blanchard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he I saw Ken Blanchard speak at on Cam and Company at my first NRA show. And I said, man, I need to be like that guy right there. You know, he had it together. He knew what he was talking about. He was well uh, uh, versed in the knowledge of firearms and in the history of, you know, black Americans and uh, the history of firearms in general and firearms laws and just overall knowledge. And I said, man, I want to be like that, man. And about a year later, I kind of got to uh, got into noir. And I said, well, man, I'll, if he can do it, I can do it. And, you know, it was just the two of us pretty much. And then now you look around and, you know, we're, we're everywhere. <laughs> so hey, That's it right there. Yeah. Now, to let everybody know, um, he mentioned uh, Reverend Ken Blanchard. For those of you who do not know, that is the same person that inspired me to get into podcasting. And if you go back and listen to episodes of the Black Man with the Gun podcast, you actually hear me on there doing co-host and doing the tips and review segments for that podcast. So yeah. it's kind of funny how it kind of goes full circle. It does. You know, it does. <laughs> you know I got a, I got a crazy cool story about Ken Blanchard too. I had, this is when I had no idea who he was. No, I, I mean, I knew who he was, but I didn't know him personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't, you know, I had seen his segments and his podcast, uh, listened to his podcast. And it never dawned on me when I adopted the name. One of my segments, I was like, what could I think of that was cool? So I entitled one of my segments on YouTube, uh, BIMWAG, which is BM WAG. Mm-hmm. And it stood for Black Man with a Gun, right? right. So, so I had no idea at the time that that was Ken's moniker. You know what I mean? I had no idea. <laughs> so I'm at work one day and I get this phone call. My phone rings and I'm like, yeah, hello. And he's like, hey, can I speak to Argo J? And I was like, first of all, who the hell's calling me Argo J? Like, you know, at that time, because I was still fairly new, you know, so I was like, okay, this is somebody. And then he said, hey, this is Reverend Ken Blanchard, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, man, what's going on, Ken Blanchard, you know? And he said, yeah, I heard you were uh, using my moniker, you know, Black Man with a Gun on one of your videos, on some of your videos. And I was like, that's your moniker. I had no idea. You know, I'm so sorry. I became all apologetic. You know, and I was like, I'll take him down right away. He said, you'll do no such thing. He, he said, yeah. <laughs> he said, no, I'm calling to give you my blessing to run with it. And I was like, wow. I was blown away, bro. Like, I was legit blown away. Like, right. for him to not even bat an eye and extend 
his hand to me, you know, when I, you know, when, when I kind of impeded on his territory and, and he, uh, even so much as to take his moniker and, you know, unknowingly, you know, I took his moniker and, you know, he just said, Hey, no run with it. I didn't out of respect, you know, but the fact that he was cool with it and let me know that was awesome. Mm-hmm. But also what was cool and scary was how in the hell did he get my number? Because I had no idea, but, you know, we had no contact before. So that man's kind of, that man's kind of linked in, you know what I'm saying? So like, he so knows was, people that knows people. Oh, man, that was, so, you know, for him to get my number was like, oh man, like, so, but no, it was all good, man. And it just shows the the, the character of, of that man and, and what, a, what a great individual he is. So. Yeah, that's what it is. So Ken Blanchard is a very humble soul, very knowledgeable. And if you are somebody that gets the chance to talk to him, you will be blown away. And then if you want to know more about Ken Blanchard, go to blackmanwiththegun.com and get his book. Um, It's the story of what he had to go through that actually made Black Man With The Gun and everything he's doing from like the 70s and 80s it's pretty much what everybody is doing right now so yep it's it's Ken a, paved the way for us if there was no ken blanchard there'd be no black dudes out here visual visual you know what i mean so that's very true very true so now let me ask you this since we know somewhat who argo j is what is it that makes argo j ticks and pushes him in the gun industry uh, okay, uh, that's that's multifaceted uh, <laughs> because it, I think it's 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 all relative. But mm-hmm. who I am is pretty much based on my closest inner circle, which is my family, and the ability to protect my family, my children, my parents. Like even, I'm at my parents' house right now because during this whole COVID nineteen thing, you know, we've got the whole hunker down and whether you believe in the shelter in place orders or not, you know, people are afraid. My parents are kind of up there in age and I don't, I'm sorry, guys. Um, Let me turn the the ringer off on my joint here. Um, With the whole COVID-19 thing, we are, people are scared. My parents are of those that are scared because they're afraid to catch it. And, you know, it's my duty to protect them or to help them out. And, you know, when it comes to firearms, that's kind of where my path started is protecting my family. Uh, I had to use, I had to potentially use my firearm. I didn't end up having to use it. And then when I told that story on YouTube, you know, that's kind of what kickstarted my whole career. And then you get into the gun industry, uh, quote unquote, uh, you know, just my love of firearms continues to push me and my love of spreading knowledge to the people because I was so, I was one of those people who was always soaking up every YouTube video that I could, you know, uh, re- of reputable people, of course, reputable people, not people who uh, didn't know what the hell they were talking about or were yahoos, but you know, a lot of reputable people. And, you know, it, I feel like it's my, I'm an educator by trade. So I feel it's my job to continue to teach and continue to pass things on to people so that they can learn and advocate for people who don't have a voice and don't know how to use their voice or are reluctant to use their voice because some people can talk but they just won't so you know it's my job to do that and that's why i've kind of stepped up in the advocacy role and in the uh, gun industry uh, overall and and tried to make myself seen um as much as possible so 
I guess that's pretty much, you know, how I relate to myself in the gun community and the gun industry. But uh, like I said, I think I do this one to teach people, but two to be there as an icon. And I don't mean icon as like a big dude, you know, like famous or fame or, you know, or having, you know, celebrity status around it. What I mean by icon is somebody visual that you can see and say, hey, that dude looks like me. Hey, that dude thinks like me. That dude has kids like I have kids or he's a dad. You know, he's a he's a, a son. Uh, I, I ain't married because I'm a player. But anyway, so, but, uh, <laughs> but but no, like that dude, you know, looks like me. And maybe it's not what I thought it was. Maybe, you know, I should step my toe and dip my toe into this second amendment community or in the second amendment pool and see what the water's like for real instead of being so hesitant and being so afraid uh because i was even afraid to jump in as a black man it's hard man you know uh and i was afraid and i just want to be that icon that people can see and say hey you know if he did it maybe i can do it too so yeah now i do remember this one conversation we had which was up in indiana or mm-hmm. Indianapolis at the NRA show. And the conversation was about being in front of the camera. And mm-hmm. you kept saying, like, look, man, you know how to talk. You know how to present yourself. Just do it, <laughs> you know? And that kind of was the driving point that put me in front of the camera. You know, so. Absolutely, man. You know, people are, like, I get it. People are, they have, they have, fears of speaking in public and fears of, you know, getting in front of the camera and not knowing what to say. It's because we think that people are going to judge us or we don't want to come off a certain way or we don't want to make mistakes. We don't want to sound stupid or look stupid. I don't give a care. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't care. If I look stupid, that's fine. There's going to be at least one person who gets something from what I said or one person who can identify with what I said and, maybe their life has changed, you know, from that day on. So, you know, if I can affect changing one person at a time, like I'm cool with that. You know, I don't have to, you know, connect to the masses all at once. Uh, and I have, I have a pretty substantial following, but you know, I don't care if, you know, I'm not reaching hundreds of thousands of people. If out of those hundreds of thousands of people, only two or three get it, then my job, then it was worth it. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what drives me instead of my own, selfish, uh, self-centered, you know, fears or, or whatnot, because I hate speaking in public. I'm not going to lie to you. I hate it. You know, now I'm cool with it, you know, because I've done it so much because of this, but before you couldn't pay me. As a matter of fact, I'm still not getting paid, but you know, you couldn't pay me to, you couldn't pay me to get on the mic or to get in the, on the camera and, you know, tell a story and get in front of people on a stage and, you know, in the middle of, you know, NRA show or in the middle of SHOT show and, you know, and talk to people on panels and all this kind of, you couldn't pay me to do that stuff. But now it's second nature to me. So, yeah, I think the thing that broke me was speaking in public. Of course, mm-hmm. it happened while I was in the military and there was a couple leaders that were over me in my younger years in the military and they really didn't know how to present what they was thinking but it sounded good in a meeting but when it was time to present it they didn't really know how to mm-hmm. and they knew what their weakness was but that kind of pushed me out there like okay here you're gonna say this you're gonna do this so i was like okay cool so that's why it's easy for me to talk in public you know so but then again, like I said, later on in my military career, it progressed and it helped me 
in other areas of stuff I wanted to do in the military as well. Right, right, right. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, you know, and, that, and that's what I want to do. I want to be that guy that says, you know, or that people can look at and see and say, you know, he's not perfect. So it's okay mm-hmm. for me to go up there and make mistakes. It's okay for me to go up there and not, you know, be a superstar and just be a regular person because that's all I am. I'm no superstar, no celebrity. That's why it kills me when we go to these places, you know, like, you know, Mike, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a celebrity dude. Like, I, like people want to come up and take pictures or, or autographs and shit and stuff like you know it's like i'm not that guy let's sit down and have a beer <laughs> you know what i'm saying let's sit down and drink let's talk like what 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 moves you what grooves you you know what i mean how are your kids how's your family what do you do you know i'm that dude you know what i'm saying so you know uh you know i just want people to say it's okay to be who you are and let the world see you for who you are you know so yeah and that's it right there all right so now let me ask you this okay and you can't include the AR-15 into this, all right? Uh-oh. Or the AR platform. Uh-oh. What are your top five firearms? Five? Five. <laughs> okay. All right. Number one, Dylan minigun. Okay. Love that thing. I want one of those in my basement with a little monkey to operate it. I swear I do, man. Like, like I think that would be awesome. Like, I don't want the trunk monkey, man. I just want my monkey to come out of the basement, like, you know, one of the little basement windows. Right. With a little Dylan and just spitting at people, man. Uh, so that's one. Uh, handguns included or all rifles? Uh, anything you want. Anything you want. I am a fan of the grease gun. Uh, if we go old school, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of the only open action, full auto guns that I like, man. Like, it's uh, uh, it's pretty badass, bro. Like, uh, you know, it's just a cool little gun. Um, that's a dream gun of mine, by the way. Uh, thanks to my buddy, uh, Eric, uh, at Iraq Veteran 8888. Uh, I was able to shoot one down at the uh, first annual or second annual Iraq Veteran shoot, and I just fell in love with it even more. Um no ARs. Uh, one of the coolest guns that I think was ever built. Uh, it was an is, is an Israeli gun. It's the Tavor. I think that's one of the coolest guns that it's ever built. I wasn't a big fan of bullpups until that gun came out, uh, and I'm not going to get into all the reasons as to why I think that gun is cool. But the Tavor, I think, is probably one of the coolest guns. Right. Um, handguns i'm probably gonna say the colt python you know what i mean i just love the way that gun looks the way it feels uh when especially if it's in in classic form and it's all chrome is all you know shiny and and everything and you know what i mean like i just want to shoot zombies everywhere man like (laughs) i i feel just so rick grimes with it man but no but i love that gun um so let's see what is that is that four yeah that's four uh and my fifth I don't know, man. Like, like, like guns for, for me, I don't, I don't have glory guns, but let's see what would be my glory gun. Another one. Uh, I don't know. Give me a minute. I'll come back to that one. Okay. So now out of all the guns that you know about, and those Mm -hmm. were your, your top four and a half. (laughs) <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> still right. thinking on one right all right so out of all the guns you know about including the ones you just mentioned if something was to hit the fan right now uh-huh. what would be your go-to 
firearm. Oh, well, okay. Just one? Just one. I got to say the AR. I know you said don't name it in the five, in the five, but I would have to say the AR just because of the fact that depending on what goes down and how I need to move, I have an AR that fits the bill. Right. You know what I mean? Like I have ARs that fold. I have shorties. I have long boys. You know what I mean? I got long boys that fold. I got short boys that expand. You know what I mean? So I got mm-hmm. things that can I have a hair tickling my nose, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, as you can see, I'm not, you know, my beard's growing back. My mustache is wild, man. Mustache hairs are curling up into my nose. Man, this whole COVID no barber thing sucks, man. The ball head isn't right, man. So anyway, um, but uh, it, it had to be the AR, man. Like, I know so many people say, oh, I say the AR. There's so many cooler guns out there. Like, good about the, 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 the. like that, that's fine. That's what you want. Like, what I like is that. And I like that. I, I, I like the fact also that I, I'll be able to find rounds. You know what I'm saying? Fairly easily for that gun if something hits the fan. Uh, I mean, of course, there's shortages right now because people are hoarding all that stuff. But I know where you guys live, so I can come for them rounds. Like, no, but, uh, but, no, see, but you know, the availability for rounds is is a big part of it. And I think you know, you know, I think that plays plays into it a lot. You know, because if you say 300, I mean, if you say some you know oddball gun. Uh, you know, how are you going to find those rounds? You know what I mean? And there's a surplus of these two, two, three, five, five, six rounds floating around that, excuse me, that I'll be able to come in contact with or, or find. Uh, but the AR platform is so versatile. Uh, so it's probably going to be my 11 and a half inch foldy boy. That's it right there. So- and by foldy boy, I meant it folds. I have a law tactical folding stock adapter on it. So for those right. of you that didn't know what I meant, it actually folds. Yeah, that's it right there. So now, I do want to thank you for coming on to the M-W Tactical Podcast. That's right. I do want to bring you back on sometime in the near future so we can follow up on your project, the um, the movie, the documentary mm-hmm. that you're, you're doing as well. Because like I said, I think that is going to be eye-opening for everybody. I think gun, so too. Gun lovers and non-gun lovers. Right, and that's, that's part of it. Part of it is talking about the ugly truth about guns you know the truth that a lot of times we don't talk about the negativities and the and the unfortunate lives that are lost at the hands of improper gun usage and things like that and how it affects our community our you know as black americans uh and that has kind of tainted our community you know but the good thing is that this has been a labor of love for some years and i'm glad i didn't produce it before uh it sucks that it, you know it's hard getting money to produce it but Time has allotted me an opportunity to include more content in the movie. There are things that time has brought forth that has made me have to revise the movie uh, so much, you know, uh, from what it initially was. I pretty much had to scrap the original and start fresh. So the footage that I was shooting when you when we first met is maybe going to be B-roll if it's even used. Uh, So I definitely would, you know, uh, extend this opportunity as an invitation for you to actually be in the movie. Uh, you know what I mean? So, cause I definitely want to cover the competitive shooting side of things and I would love to, uh, you know, include you in that if you don't mind, no, but, I uh, appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to MW for all the stuff you do, man. I, I see you out there doing your thing. You know what I mean? When it comes to the competition, man, I look at you and I'm like, damn dude, it's good, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I, I shot competitively. I know you said I, I like, I have shot competitively before. Um, I just don't like it because 
I'm my own biggest competition. Right. And I get frustrated a lot with myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just don't like people seeing me get frustrated with myself publicly because I have no filter, no buffer, no layers of fluff. You know what I mean? So it's either I'm this way or I'm a spitting, drunk, mad, cursing sailor. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's <laughs> it's, it's it's ridiculous, man. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's understandable because, like I said, we all have our own faults. And even in competition, when I get upset, I don't show anybody I'm upset, but I'm upset, but you can actually detect it. Mm-hmm. It's just, I won't verbalize it, mm-hmm. you know, in front of everybody. Now, once I get behind closed doors, I might kick a chair or, You're right, right. you know, start throwing elbows at a tree or something. Oh, no, I'm the dude who's punching himself in the face. Like, you know, so I'm that dude. Like, what are you doing? You know, stupid. you know, I'm that guy. You're like, is that dude all right? Man? Like, no, that's me. So, yeah, I don't want people to red flag me, you know? Yeah, so, yeah I know yeah. exactly what you mean. I know what you mean there. So now, um, how can the good people follow you, contact you? You know, do anything on social media in relation to Argo J? Uh, well, social media wise, including YouTube, you can catch me at Argo J. It's A A A R G O J A Y. Um, that's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Although I am going to say I neglect my Twitter and my Facebook uh, tremendously. I haven't uploaded any new YouTube videos in a while because YouTube has barred me. Okay, for. Yeah, YouTube said that I violated company uh, community guidelines. My videos are still up for the most part, but the video that they yanked and has barred me for a year was a video about uh, uh, an optic mount. They said that violated community guidelines. It was an optic mount. Like right. I don't, I don't get it. You know what I mean? But anyway, so I mean, my my time is probably actually up, but. Uh, I just have no desire to upload to YouTube right now. So Instagram has been my lick for a while. Uh, but I do have every intention on getting my YouTube back up. So Argo J again, that's three A's, A-A-A-R-G-O-J-A-Y. Um, you can check out the documentary, uh, the rebuild uh, as it goes on, on Instagram also. That's Black Ops underscore doc. Uh, let me just spit it out the right way because I will butcher my own names, which is crazy. It's black underscore ops underscore doc on Instagram. Uh, and we do, we are, we are a 100% crowdsourced and crowdfunded film and documentary. So if you want to, do, if you want to donate to the documentary, um, the link to the GoFundMe is on the Black Ops page. Uh, and that link is, if you don't go to the Black Ops page on Instagram, that's fine. It's uh, www.gofundme.com. Uh, slash black ops doc uh, if you need a cool rifle because people need guns right now and can't get guns i got rifles for sale the bravo oscar is for sale um at american defense manufacturing or you can click the link in my bio uh on my instagram page we'll get you that rifle um before people start to say well how much is it it's 1850 offer two versions um a pistol version and a rifle version, 11 and a half inch pistol version, 14.5 inch pin and welded uh, rifle version with a mid-length gas system, uh, one in seven twist, criterion barrels, Griffin armament, muzzle brakes, uh, muzzle devices rather, uh, uh, CMC triggers on there, uh, radian charging handle and uh, talon safety selector. So we got some pretty, pretty cool, you know, companies that uh, came through for, for that build. Um, Cause it's pretty much everything that I use on all my guns anyway. So 
you know, so you'll be getting, you know, pretty much what I use. And it's, you know, perfectly ambidextrous. So if you're a lefty or you're righty, um, you know, you still might have to, you know, eat gas or, or, or get it slapped with some brass, you know, if you're a lefty. But other than that, though, you can manipulate the fire control perfectly fine. Right. You know, so that's what you, you can check that out, too. But that's where you can find me. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, social, uh, uh, YouTube, uh, Argo J, three A's, R-G-O-J-A-Y. That's it right there. So once again, this is my main man, Argo J. Please go follow him. Get behind the documentary series that he is putting together. And like I said, I really do believe this is going to be an eye opening event that's going to bring the 2A community in a positive light you know so once again Argo I want to thank you for coming on to the M-W Tactical Podcast I thank you M-W Tactical I appreciate you man hey no problem man no problem you know how we do it man one hand washes the other there it is brother there it is all right so I want to go ahead and have everybody stay in your seats and here are some words from our sponsors I'm Jason Pratt, Masterclass USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.brassmonkeybulletsllc.com or call me at 423-967-1063. For more information, my email is brassmonkeybulletsllc at gmail.com. Thank you. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality hermit oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer bolt-on shell, your draw becomes solid and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, 
Easy, Light, Individual Carry Holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your relic today at jm4tactical.com. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. The gun cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you still carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result is another, and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the M-W Tactical Podcast. Remember, a new podcast comes out every Tuesday. If you cannot wait for Tuesday, go and listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed. Make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can't even purchase M-W Tactical Apparel. But please go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting and the realm of the 2A community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.